0: The rustle of leaves through the wind, the hoot of an owl, crickets, the crackle of a well-built campfire. The sounds of nature surround us all. If we can just find it through the noise of everyday life. If you follow the Scout Trail, it'll lead you to nature, to real life skills, leadership, and much more for the youth of our great nation. Welcome to Scout On Chattanooga, a podcast designed to encourage and embrace youth leadership right here in our area. Now, from the scenic city, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Master Kyle. Hello and
1: welcome to another edition of Scout On Chattanooga. I am Sean Whitfield, Joining me is the CEO of Boy Scouts of America Cherokee Area Council, Jared Pickens, and
2: Cub Master Kyle. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, guys. Hello. Why, howdy? It is wonderful to see you today. Boy, howdy! You look great today. Are you talking about me? Yeah. I, I feel wet because <laughs> all this rain. <laughs> I'm not used okay, to rain in our area so, so like I didn't wear a coat. I was not prepared today. You know, you know this is a great thing to bring up on the
3: on the podcast. Y'all,
1: y'all just need to relax. Y'all are trying to get too staunch today. No, 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 no. This is great
3: because you know we record this ahead of time, right Kyle? Yeah. And no one really can can know when we recorded it. Now they know. Is, but now they know because today, ladies and gentlemen, is the day the skies opened up after what is it? Like 2 or 3 uh, months of drought, yeah.
2: basically, Sean. Something like that, I feel so, as though man. we're gonna have to get a bunch of scouts together and build an arc if this thing keeps going. The way man. it's going today, well, it's <laughs>
3: coming. It's coming, and y'all know I was late today. So, can I blame that on the weather? Sure. <laughs> Thank you,
1: <laughs> Sean. How are you? You, I, I, you just got so many excuses. I don't know which we can, what we can blame it on.
2: Yeah, it's my fault. Especially in today's your off day. It is. I'm off today. Well, that means yeah. that he wasn't right here <laughs> next to the studio, so he couldn't just walk back here. Uh, well, and he couldn't have walked maybe. back here anyways because, you know, the skies has opened up. Good Lord, it's raining. So. That's good, though. We it, needed that rain. You know,
1: the ground is so hard that there's places that it's just like concrete. It's <sighs> yeah. going to be challenging for the water to absorb uh, to some say. extent in some areas because, You know, it's so, ground so
2: hard. I I don't know what the name of that road is, but it's wherever you cut over from Lee Highway over to East Brainerd. Vance Vance. Road. Yeah. Like, it was, there were cops out there when I drove by earlier because it was so flooded, people couldn't (laughs) drive through there. Good grief. Well, I saw on Twitter, or X,
3: whatever it's called now, um, I saw that downtown, they're having drainage issues because of all the leaves getting in the drains. Oh, yeah. And then they haven't been
2: washed out by regular rain right, it, in a while. Exactly. So.
3: Yeah. So all the leaves are, you know, washing in and clogging up the, the, drains. the drains. Apparently. Wow. Yeah. So how have you been? Pretty good. Thank you. Good. Yeah. I'm actually uh, actually doing really good. Did we um, talk about the camp out?
2: We did. Yeah. On the last that episode. That I went to? Mm-hmm.
3: Man, I guess it's still just so uh, we such were a in,
2: strong, positive memory. We were in between weekend one and two. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was fresh on your mind. Well, that was fantastic. Was this where uh Kyle embarrassed you? Yes. Yep. Okay. okay. That was the camp. Now, re- now, <laughs> now I remember talking about <laughs> it. That's how I remember.
3: <laughs> yeah, but that was good. And uh we've uh, given out some, our pack has given out some awards recently gave out some Bobcat mm-hmm. rank Badges. Oh nice. So that was pretty exciting. Which is
2: interesting you bring that up because I just read the other day that Bobcat is changing from being a rank patch to being an adventure next year.
3: It is, yeah. So now you yeah. gotta earn Bobcat. You don't just earn it once. You earn it every year you as earn a it every year. Adventure it's kinda way. like an intro refresher type yeah. thing, is is what I saw. It's kinda interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's pretty I think I think it's a good thing. But huh? Lion gets its own rank badge, I think. Oh, yeah, it's not so going to go it's, underneath yeah, so everything it's be anymore. Like a, it's not just going to be like a tag-on thing. So it'll be... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very Interesting. Neat. How are you, Sean? Good. Doing well. Got a big Thanksgiving planned? Uh, not
1: too big. Uh, Just visiting my family down in Ringgold. And, um, of course, this will have already came out after the fact. But uh, hadn't been to an Atlanta Falcons game in a while. Going to see the Falcons Sunday. Oh, Great. Play the New Orleans Saints. Oh, that should be a good game, rivalry yeah. game. Yes, uh, a good buddy of mine. It's also the host of uh, one of the shows in our group, uh, Chris Goforth, uh, College Football Radio on Rock 105 and Kiss FM. He uh, does the pregame and the halftime and the postgame for the Atlanta Falcons Radio Network. Wow. Huh. So uh, that's pretty neat. He has hooked me up with some tickets, and I haven't been to a Falcons game, and gosh, Six or seven years, at mm-hmm. least. A, well, the last time I went, I went to the Georgia Dome. Mm. So I'm looking forward to just checking out this. Well, it's not a new, new stadium one. anymore, but yeah. it's been around a few years. Have you either
3: one of y'all been to Mercedes-Benz Stadium? No, I have seen it from the outside, mm-hmm. but I
2: haven't been there yet. I still got to make it to Truist Park, too. I haven't been oh, there yeah. yet, either. Oh, it's that's great. a show place. Is, is it? it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I've been to the Battery outside of it. Like, I've been to some concerts at that Roxy that's right across from it, but mm-hmm. never actually in the park. You know, the Boy Scout office
3: for Atlanta is just right there. Oh, is Have it? You see? I'm surprised you haven't seen it. That's cool. Yeah, it's right there, right across from Truist Park. Like, literally right oh, yeah. across it's, from Truist Park. It, it's like... Like, on that little off-road or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's cool.
1: It's like the uh, scout office to Sam's Club. Oh, really? I mean, from here, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's pretty close. That's
3: cool. And so, it's a nice place. So, Sean, who's, uh, do you have a, a special dish that you like to cook or make for uh, Thanksgiving? Or no. You just like to eat other people's dishes?
2: Wait, I think dishes? it's. Funny that you think he cooks. <laughs> yeah, well, where'd you come up with that idea that well, I cook? Well, you're healthy. His, Your his health. favorite dish is Hold anything on. that's I, catered <laughs> from Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> 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 Actually, I haven't done any
1: catering from Texas Roadhouse in a while. No? Mm. No, but I I do dine there on a regular basis. I mean, basis. a lot of the people <laughs> um, that
3: I know that are like, you know, really big health enthusiasts like Sean, they do cook. They have special things well, that they like to cook. So, it's a I, safe I'd, assumption.
1: Well, I had I do some of my own cooking, but I'm not real good at it. I don't know how many other people would want to eat it. Um, but one of the things that I always look forward to at Thanksgiving that uh, my mother makes is fresh homemade potato salad. Mm, mustard or mayonnaise-based? Uh, I think it's mayonnaise-based. Is it white? Yeah. Or mayonnaise is it It's got... Uh, some, dice Ooh, some diced pickles in there, some diced onions. And yeah, it's, it's delicious. And then also this time of year, I love pumpkin pie.
3: Yeah, do you, so do you get it from a like particular a, place, or do you uh, have Sam's Club? Thing? Sam's Club <laughs> is it a good pumpkin pie from Sam's? Oh yeah, Club? It, is, it is. I need to get yeah. one.
1: Yeah, you it should go. You should go get one. There, of course, you know anything you buy at Sam's is going to be in a large quantity. But uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit ashamed to admit I can buy one of those huge pies. And eat it by myself in a week.
2: Hey, Holy you know, moly. look, some things, good things, come from large quantities. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle gestures. Would you himself. describe yourself <laughs> as is, large quantities? Yeah. Speaking of you, how's that diet going? Uh, you shared you know, that
1: on the last show.
2: Yeah. Well. It is, uh, well, I haven't lost a whole lot more, but I haven't gained any either. We're kind of in like a chill mode through Thanksgiving, and then we'll start back up after Thanksgiving, so.
3: So what do you have a favorite? You got a favorite Thanksgiving thing you cook or consume? Food
2: (laughs) Food in general. (laughs) Okay. Actually, my my grandmother's um, dressing Mm. is my favorite, and she's passed away probably 12, 13 years ago, something like that and uh but she passed down her recipes and now my cousin makes it mm. and it is fantastic really? but what i am like super super excited about this year is have y'all ever been to rodizio grill you know where they carve the meat there I right been, at your table i've never been i've been there but i've been to like texas Day brazil it's okay like the same. so, so yeah, same, yeah, same concept yeah. mm-hmm. so my kid loves going there Like, loves going there. So we went there a couple weeks ago, and they had a sign-up, and they're doing a Thanksgiving dinner there. Really? So for lunch, instead of us doing multiple Thanksgiving dinners, we're having one later in the evening. But Hmm. for lunch, we, me and my wife and kid are going to go to Rodizio Grill, and they're going to have special meats and turkeys and their own dressing and mashed sweet potatoes and... That's interesting. Like the special setup. Isn't that place real expensive? It's not cheap. (laughs) Isn't it like 50 bucks a person or something? That depends on when you go. Like I think it's it's 25 for lunch. It's it's good food though, right? Yeah, it's It's real good food. good food. You're talking about getting a lot of protein. I'm
1: I'm just talking about, you know, price tag. Because, man, price tag. Thanksgiving, you know, families are together. That's a lot of money for some families to spend. There's a lot of... Big families don't have that. Well, there's three of us. So well, shoot, man. Yeah. Just
3: buying, you know, I'm, I'm. we host Thanksgiving at our house. When we started uh, doing that, when um, we moved back to Tennessee and invited some of Ashley's family and they come down. And uh, so uh, we, we've been doing that. And, you know, the price tag just to buy food for Thanksgiving is mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to cook for Thanksgiving is I do a 48 hour Cajun brined smoked turkey and i smoke it with cherry and pecan wood mm. and it it's good mm. so where's my invite you come, you come, yeah <laughs> well just swing by I'm, I'm on your way back to home from rhodesio <laughs> <Gotcha>. because <laughs> i won't be by, stuffed swing on by the house gotcha we and need i'll give you a little taste <laughs> now the skin now, now for people that like a turkey skin it's not the best turkey okay because the, the skin, you know, you smoke a turkey, mm-hmm. skin gets really hard, and it has a lot. The skin has a lot of it's overly spicy. Yeah. But then the inside is really good. I got big you. fan. Okay. Hey, we are eat, you a dark meat or a white meat kind of guy? I'm an any one of them that's good. Either. Yeah. yeah. But probably for turkey, probably the light meat on uh, turkey. Well, but I, I like, like dark the dark meat, meat, meat on guy. chicken.
1: We are up against a break, so we need to dive into our What's Up. Okay. So our What's Up is where we share one thing uh, about what's going on in our world. It can be about anything, and it gives you, our listeners out there, the
3: opportunity to get to know us a little bit better. So, Jared, what's up with you? Well, I'll tell you what's up with me is kind of a really small thing, and that is that uh, my son, Theodore, uh, every year uh, at his little school, Belvoir Christian Academy, is just a little tiny private school, Lutheran, and they have uh, these, they don't have full sport programs, but they have for K through second grade, they have these intramural programs that they run and they run for about eight weeks at a time. And it's really neat because it gives the kids an opportunity to do a sport, but it's not full on, you know, you, you got to commit for a whole season type thing. And they just finished up soccer. And what's neat is at the end of the soccer season, they do a kids versus adults soccer game. It's just like a fun game. Mm-hmm. and we had that last Friday and Theodore had a blast and last year I went easy on him Sean you know because you know I play soccer every Sunday we've talked about this uh, you still do that? Yeah Okay. and so uh, me and Theodore we kick around the ball and everything in the backyard and it was really fun to just kind of play against him And are you very good? Uh, of course not
2: <laughs> I'm, <okay>. I'm <laughs> very middling.
3: I mean I, I can hold my own mm-hmm. I can hold my own mm-hmm. uh, but I told Theodore Kyle Theodore was real excited and he started getting cocky leading up to this game. Cause you know, last year they were in kindergarten, so I just kinda I didn't do much, you know. Uh huh. This year Theodore's like, Hey, that kids versus adults game is coming up. I'm gonna I'm gonna do good. My friend Henry, he's gonna score, right? All that stuff. So I let him talk for a little while and then I looked at him a couple of days later and I said, Hey, you know that game coming up? He says, Yeah. I said, I'm gonna destroy you. And he looked at me and he was like, no, you're not. I was like, yes, I am. I held back last year. He goes, okay. And that was it. (laughs) He just walked off. (laughs) Of course I did. I didn't just like, I wasn't a mean person, but I just think it was really a fun experience to have him looking forward to that Mm -hmm. of me being a part of that program for him. And that was just really special. And afterwards me and him stayed around, and we kicked balls at the goal for about another 30, 45 minutes, and that was just a really nice thing. So small story between me and Theodore, but I'm sure there's a lot of parents listening that can remember those special times they have with their kids.
2: Speaking of special stories with Theodore, i got to ask you, did you ever get the patch? Which one? You know, you had the adult patch uh-huh. from Scouts yes, from the Cub Camp and yes. then the youth one, and you wanted to frame them yes, since I it was did. your first.
3: Yeah. So you you got him to give it to you, <laughs> yes. finally. No, no, no. I, I, you somehow, procured a different somehow one. Somehow I got another one. Okay, uh, so he still didn't give you the no, patch. No but, no, but what's funny is, so I got that patch that I had, and then the leader patch, and I took them, and I got a little shadow box from Hobby Lobby, and I put them up, and I put it up on the shelf one weekend, and then Theodore noticed it, and he said, hey... Uh, you know, how did you get my patch? He was really upset because he thought I, I took his patch without uh-huh. asking. And I said, that's not your patch. It's a different one. So anyway, <laughs> that's funny.
2: Kyle, what's up with you? Um, can we announce it today? Is it time what's that it? I am accepting a new position within the Cherokee Area Council? Sure. OK, so I um, for next year, beginning in January, should I um you know, be approved through my nomination because it's still a few weeks away, but I will be becoming the next River District Chairman. Woo-hoo! So there you go. That's my what's up. And what is that description? Uh, Job description? It's a little bit all over the place, I guess you could say.
3: So the districts, uh, Sean, I don't know if you know, but we have two districts. One is called the River District and one is called the Mountain District. The Mountain District is basically everything on this side of the Tennessee River that we're currently sitting on. Excuse me, the River District is on yeah. this side. And the Mountain District is basically the downtown area on the other side. And both of those districts, they work to serve to grow scouting and to help develop strong unit programs in those particular service areas. Hmm. Good. So they have particular responsibilities. Is this an elected
1: position or, a no, or an appointed it's, position, or
3: uh, it's kind of it's kind of both. You go through a nominating uh, or just a process. volunteer position. It is a volunteer leadership position. So it, it's, mm-hmm. we're very thankful that Kyle was willing to step up to that role. So yep. thank you, Kyle. It's a big need. Rob, so, shout out to Rob Summit. Rob's been serving oh, yeah. that role for several years, doing a great job, and uh, is is ready to to move on to something else. He said so. Very thankful you're willing to do that. Thank you, Kyle. I'm excited. Glad you're excited about it. A little
2: about nervous, it. You, but excited. Do you get a new patch? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll find me a new patch. Somewhere. Oh, he gets a special <laughs> district chairman patch. Oh, do I? Oh yeah. When yeah. do I get that? Whenever you buy it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Oh my man. Sean. My Sean. my what's up is uh, I've been going through closets and uh, through my garage and going through another house that we've got and cleaning it out and um, just. Throwing away stuff, getting rid of stuff.
3: Nice stuff
1: that uh, I've had for years and I've been holding on to. And I think, oh, I'm going to use this someday. And I haven't even missed it until I discover it's there. Mm -hmm. Good for you. That's awesome. That's very freeing, I bet. And and then, you know, in your closet, you always end up having all these or having a group of clothes that you wear on a regular basis. And in the back of your closet, you have all these clothes that you hadn't worn in forever you can forget you've got um or you just don't like the way they look anymore so i've gotten rid of a bunch of those type of clothes and have donated them to the samaritan center and to goodwill so i would encourage or challenge anybody out there listening you got some items that you don't need donate them to the goodwill or samaritan center and um they can be going to someone or going to a family that uh, can really put them to good use. Way to you know, go, man! That's that's outstanding.
2: My yeah. my wife does a great job at purging our house. She doesn't know it because I'm the one that purges all of her crap out of the house. But uh, there's a lot of purging out of our. Yeah, <laughs> I I found God. that you can. Come make Well, y'all stuff- didn't get that joke that I was taking her stuff that she doesn't need, but she thinks she needs.
1: Yeah, I got it.
2: Thank you,
1: <laughs> laugh, Jared. <laughs> Thank you. So and, I'll uh, edit in some I, extra I, laughs.
2: I, I, Thanks a lot. I, the laugh track. <laughs>
1: I found out that um, oftentimes uh, my wife Kim, she doesn't know something's missing. And if it disappears, she never knows that she, <laughs> she hadn't, uh, hadn't missed it. So, yeah, that can work. In,
2: work <laughs> it in works the, great. Yeah,
1: that can work well at times. <laughs> All right, uh, Jared, we've got a, a special guest joining us here in just a moment. We're going to have
3: uh, Chattanooga Mayor Tim Kelly. Yep, really looking forward to having him back. Uh, I had him on a couple years ago. And I, I think it was right after he uh, uh, was elected into office, if I recall correctly. I believe this is his third year. Wow, time flies. Uh, In service. He was one of our first uh, podcast guests. Yep. And I Mm -hmm. I remember we spent a lot of time talking to him about his personal life and his love of the outdoors. So it'll be really interesting. uh, You'll have a lot more to talk about uh, this time around.
1: You know, maybe there could be some of our listening audience that doesn't know a lot about Mayor Tim Kelly's past, but a very successful businessman and entrepreneur. uh, When he was elected mayor to the city of Chattanooga, Uh, That was his first political position. And uh, he comes from the private sector and has been a very successful businessman. But we'll uh, catch up with him and find out uh, what it's like being mayor for the city of Chattanooga. We've got that and more as we continue. It's time for us to take a break. For Jared Pickens, Cub Master Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield. And more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message
0: we'll be back with more this is scout on chattanooga the podcast
3: did you hear that the outdoors are calling are you ready for an adventure of a lifetime camping hiking shooting sports wilderness survival and so much more your new adventure is waiting for you in a scouts bsa troop go to cherokeeareabsa.com to find your path to youth leadership
1: there are lots of ways to be a kid. My way is to take a road that's not easy. So it's a good thing I'm an adventurer. That's why I'm going to be a Cub Scout, because scouting will guide me to really big things. It will teach me to navigate the woods with confidence, and to navigate the world with confidence, too. Scouting will show me a kid who is brave, trustworthy, loyal, and kind. A kid who is always prepared. A kid who is me. So scout me in.
0: Now back to Scout on Chattanooga.
1: As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. And it is my pleasure to introduce our guest today joining us. And uh, he's a repeat guest, and that is none other than chattanooga city mayor mayor tim kelly hello mayor kelly uh, how are you sir i am doing great uh we had you when this podcast was very young that's right. and you were very young as mayor <laughs>
4: <Yeah. Wow. laughs> and young and naive and yeah. 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 So, Got a lot of gray hair since then
1: so that's been what maybe you're going on three years yeah well
4: two and a half yeah almost three it'll be three in march so okay yeah nearly so when we two talk and three quarters yeah so when we
1: talked to you last did you just think you knew what you were getting into? No,
4: I I had a pretty good idea, right? But uh, but it was uh, it's more of what I it's a it's just a stronger form of what I thought it was in terms of just the you know the frustration of of uh, how quickly you can get things moving. Yeah, uh, I mean um, it's it's not different. Uh, I think one of the things that I've come to really realize in sharp focus is the vast difference between legislative politics and executive politics. So the skill set that makes you good at being a legislator. Mm-hmm. um being on council being a representative uh, lawyers tend to be quite good at that you know because it's a question of like carving up policy and debating you know where's the comma go and all that an important skill i'm not not trying to be you know negative about legislative politicians but it's not mm-hmm. executive politics which is very much like running a business mm-hmm. particularly you know our form government is a what they call a strong mayor form government so we don't have a city manager um, I mean, you're the CEO when you're the mayor. And, you, of course, you can hire a COO to kind of to run that function. But if you don't push the you know agenda and push the needle and push your staff, nothing happens. And uh, I can tell you that from the rocks that I've uncovered that, you know, we had a long period of time in the city of Chattanooga where not much happened. Oh, and, yeah. and so just organizationally. Man uh, it's a lot like a company takeover. you know you come in and you you know you assess and figure out what's going on, and what's going well, what's going poorly. Some departments are running well, fire department shout out to the fire guys they they do a great job. that was one of the happier uh, ships uh, in the fleet. Uh, a lot of the other ones not so much, right and so a lot of work that that nobody sees is kind of a duck's feet you know mm. under the water. Uh, working on the internal side of things. I mean, obviously, I go out and do the ribbon cuttings and all that kind of stuff, but a lot of my time and energy is spent um, getting the machinery of government running right again.
1: Yeah. I've noticed, compared to past administrations, that you and your administration has worked well or better with city council.
4: Yeah. Well, it's it's remarkable what you can do when you don't you know, set out to make people mad and yeah. or... You know there's a lot of vanity in politics and i'm not that right so so it's like look i mean if you can explain yourself and and illustrate why you think you've got a better idea and why your program makes sense and works and then take the time respectfully to go sell them all on that it's not really that difficult right Mm -hmm. i mean there's not a lot of ideology in local politics which is what i love about it it's it's really a very practical enterprise and if you can explain how you know, here's a project or a program or a change that makes sense, then people are like, yeah, that makes sense. There's no red or blue way to take the garbage out on time, as has been said. So uh, we've had a real good, I think, yeah, the closest vote we've had on anything serious has been like 7-2. And that's not because we're buttering anybody's bread. I think it's just because we've managed to explain ourselves well.
3: Yeah. So what are some of the things that you're most proud of? I I remember when we had you in here the first time, I was like, you
4: know, hey, what are you thinking? And you were like, Look,
3: just give me a couple months. I got to figure mm-hmm. out what's going on. Exactly, and and you've done a lot now. But what are some of the things you
4: you well, you like the most that well, you've done? Well, I mean, most of it is stuff that, frankly, has yet to bear fruit. Right, a lot of the infrastructure dollars we pulled down to replace the will wilcox bridge for example that was a big deal to to raise the money to be able to do that and it's not something anybody really is noticing but we can't send fire trucks across that bridge currently
3: really yeah because wow it's
4: it's, uh you know they're too heavy and that, that bridge is in that bad of shape we had a lot of stuff again that we were way way behind on um gotta say the south side that's that's been a big project uh we just had a meeting about that today there'll be some news coming out soon next week but that's going to happen, and that's going to be a really big deal down there. With the stadium the and everything, stadium yeah. And the Bend is another one that is going to be a really, really great project that we you know, we had to get the incentives in place to make sure that happened, which would also produce a bunch of revenue to help us rebuild uh, a housing um, uh, development or a, a public housing project that hasn't been, you know, this is about to fall in uh for the first time in well, i don't know 70 years so wow. that's a big one um look the what we're doing with parks you know um and this national park city thing is going to be a very very big deal i'm sure we'll talk more about that but um that is uh that that i think you know we i've come to the conclusion since we last i mean you know i'm an outdoors guy but really if you think about what makes chattanooga special what do we have that other cities don't have uh, it really kind of comes back to our outdoors and our green spaces and so we've managed to revive outdoor Chattanooga um, which is starting to do really great things again um, you're starting to see you know we've got a couple of really great mountain bike uh, courses that have opened up here recently and uh, and again hopefully in this next legislative session we'll we'll raise quite a bit of money for, for parks to redo some big parks here and, and again once again have, have uh, be really known for that if not statewide than nationally, maybe.
3: Well, I have to compliment you. And I know Kyle and Sean will agree. Um, the people that I've interacted with from your administration, and your office are really top notch. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like about every uh, month or so, you know, I, I see something on LinkedIn. It's like, hey, I've got a new job. I'm working for Mayor Kelly. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why did you leave what you're doing? And they're like, well, we
4: love Mayor Kelly's vision and the things he's trying to accomplish. So kudos to you and your administration for that. Well, thank you. I mean, I do think, again, coming from business, if you've got one, uh, talent you develop in business, it's team building. Because, uh, as I say a lot of times, you know, everybody, it's kind of an axiomatic truth that the business people tend to do better in executive politics, because it is about running things. Why is that, right? Well, it really doesn't have anything to do with money. It has to do with the fact that you get good at at managing and team building, organizational management, in uh, fancy, you know, academic speak. And that's only because in business, if you can't build teams to get stuff done. You go out of business pretty quickly, right? And so, uh, we've had a good luck. And, and I will say that that one Chattanooga plan, um, we, I did it because I felt like I needed to get off my chest and put it out there as a blueprint and kind of a, a north star for for everybody to work on uh, and to and to make commitments as to the things we thought were important and we needed to commit ourselves to. What I did not uh, anticipate was that that would become a recruitment recruitment tool. But I'll put putting that out there. It's a little bit like having a a really you know compelling vision again in a in a company or any organization. You know, again, some people might not like it, but the people that do like it really like it, and they commit themselves to that because they're committing themselves to the plan and the values, not just the person. And uh, so it's been really effective as a recruiting tool. Well, I'll tell you,
3: um, we've we've spoken before with Scott Martin, I believe, mm-hmm. on the pod. And I've gotten to know him really well. Great hire. Love his passion for what he's doing. Yeah. This, uh, I'm, I'm sure he he may have maybe even too much passion. He seems like yeah. the kind of guy who <laughs> shows up at your door at your uh, at your uh, uh, your city hall and uh and shows up and needs something right and yeah. wants to push you and i know he leading does the boy scouts and he's got like all Kyle kinds of ideas me. i bet oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no shortage we yeah so if you could just kind of like tell people a little bit remind them what is this national park city campaign and mm-hmm. why is it
4: so important yeah um yeah and scott boy he's um well i had to create a whole new kind of google chat room just (laughs) just for him
5: (laughs) called called reading room
4: because you know he's all and i do this too but not at the rate that he does it. you know read an article everybody needs to read this article i just created this reading room thing it was go just go post this stuff there scott and then when we get time you know like you know one two hours on sunday afternoon i'll peek in there and get caught up on reading but um but no he's a huge asset and a great advocate for chattanooga and you know, he was the one that brought us this, this idea of the National Park City. The, it was a movement that was started in London by a guy named Daniel Raven Ellison. And the notion of it, to really, really simply put it to people, is to think of ourselves as uh, a city inside a park rather than, you know, a city with parks in it. Does that make sense? Again, we live in such a, you know, incredible place of God-given beauty and if, you, and if you think about it, I mean, between the national parks, the, the, the Civil War stuff, the the state parks and our local stuff, we do. We fit the description. When I read this, I was like, what's the big deal? We're already kind of that. Well, yes. But it and it and it will. So we are, uh, let's say, I want to say um, uh, Melbourne, Australia and and London were the only two ones. in thus far, we have now been officially nominated and you know we'll see if we can follow through i think part of it is demonstrating that we can stand up it ultimately it's about people more than place and and the actual you know bushes and trees and rivers and stuff but uh i think if people it's, i've used this analogy before um i don't know if there's any ex-smokers in the room hopefully nobody was dumb enough to ever do that but but if you talk to people who quit smoking the behavioral psychologist will tell you the people that are successful are the ones who cease to think of themselves as smokers. And you're probably thinking, where's he going with this? But the value of the National Park City stuff is when people begin to think of themselves as living in a park with a city, you know, with elements of the city in it, they they are going to pick up the garbage that they step over. They're going to take better care of our natural environment, and they're going to begin to think of that as what it is, which is what makes Chattanooga special. So it's, it's a neat thing, but we've, we still got to demonstrate that, uh, which won't, we shouldn't be that difficult that we've got the, you know, the, the support of the people here and the nonprofit institutions to, to really come together and support that idea in perpetuity.
3: You know, Kyle, it reminds me a little bit of, you know, when you take scouting groups into families camping for the first time yep. and you, you talk about, okay, this is our campsite. We're going to be here for however long you're going to be camping there and we need to maintain it. We need to make sure that we don't disrespect it, not just for the nature around the site, but for the people that are going to be effectively living in that site. And that's what it it kind of reminds me of in the city context. It comes
2: down to stewardship, you know. Well, you know, and a lot of times we try to teach are scouts to leave somewhere better than how they found it yep, exactly so i definitely think that you know i can see scouts having a role in this yeah how do you see scouts having a role in being able to help with this
4: well i do think it dovetails really really well with scouting and the values of scouting and i, and I think that's exactly it right i mean again think that's a powerful thing for young scouts in this area to think of hey i live in a place mm-hmm. that shares these values and and that that idea of leaving it better than you found it, and taking care of the you know our God-given creation around us, um, is a powerful idea. And it's and it's uh, you know again not universally popular, but you know I'm a hunter, and and again I have kind of a different take on hunting in that it's it's conservation. It it is conservation, and and it's a way to kind of reconnect with nature in a way that reinforces that that you know we are it's it's up to us as as people i mean it's obviously biblical as well but we you know we're the stewards of this planet and Mm -hmm. and and we've got to take care of it forever and ever and for our children and our grandchildren and so uh, anything we can do you know again if you've ever been to a big city i'll never forget i tell the story when i was in school in new york a woman was giving me grief about being a hunter as she was eating a hamburger (laughs) that's a true story and i was just like huh and she was wearing leather shoes. And I just thought, but I mean, I don't know whether she thought, you know, hamburgers grew on trees or they just, I mean, like, again, just people, you know, in an urban environment sometimes become so disconnected from nature that they just don't understand the proper relationship between humans and nature. So again, hopefully the National Park City thing can can achieve that. And again, I think it's a great fit
2: with scouting and scouts can plug Absolutely. right into it. Mm-hmm. So, you know. you know, your values uh, line up. Rather well with scouting. I know that in our last time that you were on the podcast, we talked about a lot about servant leadership. Mm-hmm. And what I would like to know is just where do you see your leadership continuing on, like what is your biggest focus in, in the upcoming next year or so?
4: Well, it's it's really just continuing to turn the ship and to, you know, the and to, you know, push the agenda of the One Chattanooga plan and these projects to really again get people I think the the bigger deal is to get people focused on the power of community mm-hmm. right and i know you guys have got some great assets uh, around that and a big focus on that in scouting as well i may have mentioned it in the first podcast but one of the things that really inspired me to run for mayor was a book called the new localism and the idea there was that um that we kind of have things maybe politically upside down you know if you turn on the tv and depending on which you know news channel you're watching. The other sides are idiots, and it's a big conspiracy to destroy the world, right? And it's <laughs> like, and if you really just kind of turn the TV off and go talk to a neighbor about what's important, you know, good jobs, good schools, good roads, uh, public safety, um, that stuff. It's not the local stuff. Isn't it's it is about community and what, what how do we build community, particularly the time again when the media environment? I mean, look that that's all because essentially, and and this is just I'm gonna you know peel the onion for you here. You know, advertising that that promotes fear and and hate actually just sells better than advertising that promotes anything else. And if I've got a company and I'm trying to make sure I get clicks, I'm telling you, y'all know it. If you're on social media, you can see it. It's just behaviorally true. It's just a feature of the human brain. And so as mayors, we really and I've been a couple of meetings with other mayors from around the planet. I mean, from sub-Saharan Africa to the Pacific Rim to, to Europe. And it's the same all over the world right now. Mm-hmm. We have to think of ways that we build community and knit community back together. And ultimately, that is about focusing on what we can control and what's local to us. Um, not abstract, not, you know, again, um, it's hard to hate up close, right? And if you get people together and 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 focus on what activities build community and engagement in community and a sense of control and agency over Local matters, then I think the world begins to look a lot better, and that's kind of that's the crux of where my energy is going to be focused.
1: Merritt, another topic that I would like to discuss for just a moment. You have been focused on the homeless community, yeah, and you have done a lot to improve that. Can you speak about that for a moment?
4: Well, it's a tough one. Um, I'm, I'm I'm focused on it, you know, uh, candidly, not so much out of passion as much by necessity. I mean, there are, I don't, you know, I, mean, I think we. Do know in the abstract what happened with the world post COVID, but it's become so much worse. Um, these issues of homelessness, but also the precursors, you know, addiction and mental illness, and affordable housing. Part of it has to do with that. But I don't care what city you go to, and I've been to a bunch around the country. I mean, every city is struggling with it, and it's a question of how well or poorly they're struggling with it. And I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think we're doing you know, particularly great job. I don't think we're doing the worst job in the country, but it's just a big struggle. And, uh, you know, it, it's, and it's a really hard one to get right. With. Wasn't
1: it a successful number that you shared oh, yeah. not long ago regarding mm-hmm. the veterans yep, in po- the homeless community? Well,
4: so during the Berkman, so one of the problems, and there are a lot with the way that we measure homelessness is that the federally approved way to do it is they do what they call a point in time count. And a point in time count is basically the same day or the same week each year they go out and count, kind of like a census. But the differences in a census is that people, you know, it's not fully comprehensive. So it between those two point, and so we had reduced homelessness, the numbers of unsheltered people by about 30% from one year to the next. Well, since then, a lot of other people became homeless. It doesn't mean, you know, again, and we know that some people came here from elsewhere for whatever reason, right? I mean, again... The the one of the kind of painful parts about being the anchor metro the anchor city in a larger metropolitan area is we're the only people with resources for the homeless. Yeah. So if you're homeless in Saudi Daisy, um, guess where you're gonna wind up, right? And you're gonna wind up in Chattanooga, and and so that's just kind of our cross to bear. I mean, uh, and and so we we just have to you know we have to deal with it. And we one of the things that we've done is develop a co response unit. Uh, with the police department so that um, when, a, uh, you know, uh, police get a call, I mean, prior to us doing that, if somebody went out, was being unruly. They had really two choices if they weren't going to, you know, behave and that was arrest them, take them to jail or take them to the hospital. If it was a mental health related thing, both of which are very, very expensive. And what the co-response program has done is allowed them to say, you know, take a social worker with them. If it's a nonviolent situation, and say, you know, what's going on, you know, and try to get them to an addiction or mental health facility that can help them. Uh, And we're expanding that program. That's helped a lot. Um, We've worked really hard with landlords to say, Hey, some of these folks really are. Now, some of them, some of them are just out of a place to live. And the longer they stay on the street, the more likely they are to become addicted to something or mentally ill. I mean, you sleep on the street for a week and we'll check back in with you and see how you're doing, right? It'll send you down the tubes in a hurry. But um, but we've had good luck guaranteeing first month's uh, payment and security deposit with city dollars with federal help so that they'll, you know, hey, take a chance on somebody um, with a housing voucher that they might not otherwise. And that's helped. I mean, we housed almost 3000 people in the last, you know, um, probably two years, but they keep coming. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's just a tough, tough problem. And you know, again, we're working hard. Ultimately, it is an affordable housing problem, and we're working on building more housing and doing permanent supportive housing. But man, it's it is a it's a big bear to wrestle. And that's probably one of the more challenging
1: parts of your job. No is you feel like you question. can never get ahead?
4: No, no question. It is. You know, economists have a term called a wicked problem that is you know multi you know variant but like whack a mole. And in some cases, the better job you do, the worse it gets. Right? Because when people hear, oh, they're doing a great job with homelessness in Chattanooga. Let's buy you a bus ticket to Chattanooga, right? And so, you know, that's no good yeah. either, right? And so I think that's one of the pieces we don't. I mean, there's an article in the paper just yesterday. The overwhelming majority of people on the streets homeless in Chattanooga are from the Chattanooga area, but not all of them. And I think in some cases, the people that aren't, you know, maybe 150 out of 1,200 from the last study, 150 is a lot of people. And if those 150 people are the most troublesome cases, from atlanta or nashville or places where they might have been you know just causing trouble um that's also a problem and we have to figure out what to do about that so it's just it's it's a tough one well i am thankful back to the park situation
3: you know scott and his team and gail with outdoor chattanooga they have revitalized that and uh, we've worked with them on a couple things kyle i think we did the um Fishing for Fathers, we actually loaned y'all a bunch of fishing poles, Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of an interesting thing to me because yeah. I was like, you know, Gail called. She's like, hey, you know, um, do you have fishing poles? And yeah, it's like, I mean, yeah, I like yeah, with the Boy Scouts, <laughs> we got one. Yeah. You know, yeah. can we borrow some? You know, we're going to do this. Uh, so they're trying a lot of new innovative programs. And I actually think we have a Cub Scout pack that's about to start meeting uh, at Outdoor Chattanooga. That's awesome. And so that's really exciting if you didn't know about it. I and, did not. And, and I think exciting. that I've told Scott this. And I think I've mentioned it to Kyle um, and Sean. I don't know if you've heard it, but it would be great if we could eventually build this thing where, you know, the. I, s- I have to say city parks carefully now in, in lieu of this National Park City campaign. But I know yeah, it's kind of confusing. But wouldn't it be great if we had a scout group uh, at every park? Right. Yeah. And so that's where you went, you know, for years and years and years. You know, people go to churches and civic groups sure. to do scouting. Yep. Wouldn't it be awesome if it was synonymous with like, oh, yeah, Tuesday night at, uh, you know miller plaza or you know yeah. warner or you know all these places and so it's going to take a long time to get there but well,
4: it's maybe, great not, to have that maybe not quite so long but i do think um we're we're heading to a really great place and i will say one of the things in fact we were just talking about this yesterday i had a guy in who was um i don't know if you know this but there's a there are a lot of people fly fishing in chattanooga now uh not because there's cold water trout streams but there's pop water there's smallmouth back in the tennessee river in large numbers Hell, when i was growing up there were no smallmouth in the river not not in numbers but the water is cleaner and there's herons and there's a lot of wildlife back that was not here you know 30 years ago and or 40 and that is a that's a big deal and you know you i don't know if you guys go out and camp on williams island or mcclellan island uh but those are incredible resources and they're right in the middle of chattanooga mm-hmm. um so I, I think there's a bright future ahead of us in terms of getting people out and into that stuff and and again unlike a place like asheville you can literally walk out your back door in chattanooga and be on you know on the doorstep of a really great kind of urban uh, park adventure
1: mayor kelly we only got about a minute left one of the things that i really enjoyed about your campaign was your commercials about potholes yeah. <laughs> so since you have been mayor how many thousands of potholes has your administration filled in chattanooga i want to say forty-four thousand. i yeah. figured did they, you filled
3: the they filled the
4: one on my street at least three or four times because <laughs> yeah. we've called to your, to your team's credit we wow. will call be like
3: hey it's sinking again They'll come on Patrick. well and the
4: and the issue really like i pay attention everywhere i drive now the things that, if you really start paying attention, it's a, it's so much more complicated than you think because a lot of what people perceive as potholes are curb cuts that aren't done well, which we've, again, not done. You heard it. Well, you probably hadn't heard it here first, but nobody pays attention to this. We actually reformed the way that we do uh, public works now to where it used to be we made the uh, homeowner out in front of a curb cut in front of your place responsible for the repair. Well, guess what? They went with the lowest bid and they did them, do them bad. And when you go over, it's like, boom, boom, you go down, tell you what, you go down that uh, stretch of Hicks and Pike on the North side of um, uh, veterans bridge. Mm-hmm. You'll, It's like washboard and it's all just bad curb cuts, mm-hmm. but we're going to do the curb cuts now. And as the curb cuts get better again, that's those feel like potholes. And then a lot of times you've got manhole covers that are countersunk wrong too deep. And that feels like a pothole. So, We're doing a bunch of stuff beyond just filling the potholes. And then, of course, last but not least is, you know, we've tripled the paving budget. But uh, we're – I think – knock on wood I know I'm not supposed to do this in the studio but uh we're um, <laughs> it is know, solid but, wood a yeah. okay, beautiful table uh, Sean <laughs> plugging the tape not a cheap table anyway he paid enough for it. He should be proud of it but uh <sighs> but we uh you know inflation between inflation and uh, and kind of supply chain issues you know a paving dollar does not go as far as it did but I think mm. we've crested the wave of that that's why I was knocking on wood and we should be able to get back to paving it at at real serious volume soon. Cause a lot of these roads just need to be repaid. Yeah. How about the, the Walnut street bridge? I know
3: mm. there was some, some discussion there and it's fresh yeah. on my mind cause my sister uh, came in from out of town. Yeah. Wanted to do something iconic, uh, Chattanooga says, Hey, let's go walk over the bridge and go eat at Taco Mamacitas, right?
4: Yeah, so it's it is on it's slated to be redone. Um, every time we get close to redoing it, people have a meltdown. You can't close the wall. (laughs) I had a guy at a dinner Saturday night, just kind of lose his mind on me. You know, I'm saying, like, you (laughs) can't do it, you can't, it's wooden. You told me it's wood, right? (laughs) Yeah, like it will, you know. I mean, it's got to be sandblasted and repainted. And that's a structural thing, believe it or not, because it's kind of like the exoskeleton of a bug. You know, it counts mm-hmm. on that for structural reinforcement. And then the decking, of course. And there's a lot of other stuff that's got to be redone. we got a lot of federal money to do it. But there's a, you know, clock on that. It's got to be redone. Where we are now, though, I think, is that we've spent a lot of time and energy on this. We're going to create some alternate routes on the, on the Market Street Bridge and on the Veterans Bridge. And really try to dress those up and make them attractive to people so people have another way that they can do the same thing, hopefully with, you know, close to, if not equal, recreational value. Mm-hmm. And then we'll close it and redo it. But it's got to be redone. we it's going to take like a compress. year or something? It'll it's take gonna... about 18 months and it'll be open, you know, for not, it won't be closed for that entire 18. Uh, so we'll be able to, you know, kind of open and close it in between. But it's just, it's just got to happen and people are not going to like it. Uh, but we're going, to, we're going to work really hard to do it as quickly as possible and to, uh, and to give people alternate routes so that they will, you know, can, can essentially do the same thing and on some two ec- other bridges.
3: And some exciting sports news in town yeah. that you're
4: not at all interested in, I'm well, sure. Well, a little bit. You know? <laughs> but yeah, that was a big deal for CFC to join MLS Next Pro. It'll, it'll, it'll give us a bunch of regional rivalries back that we haven't had for a long time. And, uh, of course, MLS is, God, you know, it's, uh, um, you know love it or hate it uh it's it is kind of the billionaires club of uh of sports and the same same ownership groups that own the nfl teams and all that and so uh there's some good things and some bad things about that but one thing that's good about it is they do it right i mean the 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 streaming of the games is all going to be on apple tv and um it's it's first rate professionally done stuff in a professionally run league and and the team was not you know that the the league we were in before was kind of a shoestring league, and we had a lot more travel costs because we were having to go to Los Angeles to play and San Diego and upstate New York, and and we'll be back in a league with Jacksonville, Atlanta, Nashville, Huntsville, um, and so well, Huntsville is Nashville, but uh, it's kind of a farm team thing. But anyway, it'll be it'll be great. Looking very forward to it.
1: All good stuff. Mayor Kelly, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. And you're quite welcome. And uh, for anyone out there listening, you would like to get, to get more information about city government, Chattanooga.gov. Is that Chattanooga.gov.
4: The and then we've got a newsletter that we've started at mayor.chattanooga.gov, which has been really well received. An idea I picked up from the mayor of Memphis, and uh, um, it's been very well received. So look at mayor.chattanooga.gov while you're at it. All
1: right. Our guest today, Chattanooga Mayor Tim Kelly. All right, it's time for a quick break. Uh, For Jared Pickens, Cub Master Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield. We've got more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message.
0: We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. For more than a hundred years, the Order of the Arrow has recognized scouts and scout leaders who best exemplify the scout oath and law in their daily lives. Arrowmen are known for maintaining camping traditions and spirit and for providing cheerful service to others. OA service, activities, adventures, and training for youth and adults are models of quality leadership, development, and programming that enrich and help to extend scouting to America's youth. For more info on the OA and scouting in our area, Visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Does your K through fifth grader like to hike, camp, and fish? How about making crafts and playing games?
3: Well, it's time for them to make some friendships that can last a lifetime. Come join us for a wild ride, <laughs> and adventure on with Cub Scouts. Go to BeAScout.org for more info on this exciting experience.
2: Hey, this is Remy, I'm a Cub Scout, and I have this message.
0: And now, Scout on Chattanooga's Campfire Conversation, a sit-down with a real-life scout with an incredible story. Howdy, friends. Welcome
2: in to another uh, episode edition of our Campfire Conversation where we talk to real sc- uh, scouts about scouty things. Uh, today on the show, we have Evan Strand. Evan is out of East Brainerd Troop 137. Evan, thanks so much for joining us today.
5: Yeah, no problem.
2: Now, Evan, you have been in scouting quite a long time, I hear. How old are you now? Yeah, uh,
5: 15, uh, joined in like first grade.
2: Oh, wow. So first grade, that means you joined as a Tiger Cub, right?
5: Yeah, yeah.
2: And I think that's about the time your mom joined as well. Many of you may know Jennifer Strand. That's Evan's mom. She joined and quickly became a Cub Master for your um, pack, right?
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, but it kind of like you know, came from the ground up.
2: I got you. So you've been through Cub Scouts, you're in Scouts BSA. Now, What's what was probably one of your favorite memories from being a Cub Scout?
5: I'd probably say the uh, Scout Camps. The, uh, I, I really enjoyed the Weeblo resident camp that I went to. Uh, I only went to it once okay. though, but I really enjoyed that.
2: And then you transfer over into Scouts BSA. You've been there how many years so far?
5: 2019, that's almost five, yeah.
2: That means that you've been to several summer camps. Where all have you been?
5: Um, so I've been to mostly Skymont. I went to Buck Toms. Uh, I recently went to Jamboree, National Jamboree, which is awesome. Great experience. What was your favorite
3: activity at Jamboree? I know it, at the National Jamboree at uh, the Summit in West Virginia, they have a lot of different program offerings. Did, was one of those
5: one that stood out to you as really exciting? Oh, yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed the um, water sport, the, all the water stuff there. Uh, like the kayak and um, there was uh paddle boarding. I know that there was like this water obstacle course. It was super fun there. It was quite the walk, but everywhere you went, it was worth it.
3: Now about stuff that maybe is not quite as exhilarating. <laughs> uh, a key portion of scouting is working on merit badges and, yeah. and working on projects. Do you have several uh, merit badges that have been the most interesting to you so far?
5: I would have to say motor boating that one. I, I thought that was really cool. Um, you got to learn about just both the inner workings of it, just how, how they work in general. I, think, I feel like I've learned a lot more than I probably would have if I hadn't have joined Scouts. I feel like this is, it's a, been a great opportunity for me to learn about stuff that I usually probably wouldn't be interested in if were for Scouts.
3: And you're one of the older Scouts right now, which means you're probably in a troop leadership position. Or that you've served in several troop leadership positions? Can you tell us about a few of those?
5: Yeah. Um. So, I for a year I served as the, uh, a patrol leader. I've been the ASPL, uh, right now I'm the scribe.
3: What are some of the responsibilities? You know, there may be people that are listening right now that aren't familiar with what it means to be a patrol leader or an assistant
5: senior patrol leader. I feel like the the main responsibility of a put like a patrol leader is to bring everyone together. You know take the younger kids from a patrol and have them interact with the older kids, you know, just making sure everybody's getting along, you know?
2: So Evan, you've been working on mayor badges. You've been to national jamborees, several summer camps. How far along are you in your journey to Eagle right now? What rank are you?
5: Um, right now, I'm live. I'm actually working on my Eagle Scout project right now. Um, I'm building Gaga ball courts for my uh, school's playgrounds, just for all those younger kids.
2: Okay, and how far along in that project are you? Are you are you done with all the pre planning, or are you still working on some of that?
5: Um, so we're planning on doing it um, on win- in, during winter break. Um, we've we've uh, been starting on funding a lot of that. Um, I know my school's um, like um, fitness program has offered to fund. I think 500, I think, in just supplies, wood, all that stuff. Um, awesome. And we're planning on just asking for donations online um, from other people, going to Home Depot, Lowe's, just all the other good stuff.
3: What's been, uh, just as a leader in your troop, what's been one of the hardest things or hardest campouts that you've had to really uh, have your, your skills challenged at?
5: I feel like it was when I was the assistant senior patrol leader, and our senior patrol leader didn't make it to one of the campouts and I had to be the senior patrol leader, and I'd never done it before. And all that responsibility being placed on my shoulders all at once, without even me like getting like a like a heads up beforehand, I feel like that was really challenging for me, but I persevered, I made it through, and I feel like it was a really good learning opportunity.
3: You know, that's an incredibly poignant observation, especially in light that, uh, you know, the Boy Scout motto or Scouts BSA motto is be prepared. And yeah. it's tough to be prepared uh, when stuff just happens, right? Yeah. So kudos to you for making it through that. That's pretty exciting.
2: All right. So we've heard a little bit about you, Evan, and now I kind of want to hear a little bit about your troop. You recently, uh, teamed up with your brother pack, pack, uh, 3037 and took on this really cool community service project, uh, in honor of Thanksgiving, right?
5: Yeah. Um, we actually made, um, these Thanksgiving baskets for the Friends of the Troop. Um, we made around seven baskets and we put in all the, all the good supplies for just making that, that great Thanksgiving dinner. I feel like nobody should go hungry. Um, in my opinion, nobody should miss out Thanksgiving just cause of circumstances.
2: So can you tell us a little bit about Friends of the Troops?
5: It's like, um, it's taking veterans of military veterans and, you know, providing them with Help and comfort, and you know, just all the necessities someone needs to live life in after they've come out of
2: deployment. And I actually want to um, add to that because friends of the troop is part of our annual moon pie fundraiser every fall where we actually send moon pies overseas and to troops in our area uh, for them to enjoy a little piece of home. So uh, yeah. pretty cool um, thing for you to, to go ahead and team with them on these baskets as well. Uh, what did y'all do to put all these baskets together?
5: So what we did was we got people from our troop, everybody from our troop, from our pack, and we made we had them bring donations from, you know, from Walmart or just other places, bring all these Thanksgiving food items, put it on like a pile and like separate it out into these baskets. And, you know, it, it it works every time. I mean, we have a great turnout. In your scouting
3: experiences, Evan, do you ever get to interact with Cub Scouts? And how does that feel? And do you get flashbacks from like when you were in Cub Scouts? Does it make you more connected to what they're working on?
5: Oh, yeah. Um, I remember my first ever position in a troop was a den chief. Um, and I feel like if you can really instill that, you know, excitement for Boy Scouts at that young age in Cub Scouts, I feel like it, it really sticks with them. And I feel like I can feel, I can feel their excitement that I felt whenever I saw the older kids in, on our Boy Scout troop you know, doing all this cool stuff. And I, it it really helps relate with them. And, you know, it makes me happy every time I see them, like get hyped up for Boy Scouts, which is awesome
2: and evan i have to give it to you and your entire troop troop 137 because y'all really come through and help with all of our cub events up at skymont i think you and some of your friends were up there just recently for the adams family um this packed past october for both weekends am i right
5: yeah yeah um you know the king of the dishwasher that's that's me evan strand uh every time (laughs) i'm always in the dish room but yeah it's it's super fun. I love uh, helping out up there. And every time I'm always willing to go go up and help out there, you know, you can hang out with your friends, see just all the cool stuff that my mom's put together or other people in the uh, council have put together. It's really cool.
2: Okay. So what's next for Evan and scouting? Do you have any big trips coming up? I know you just recently got back from Jamboree, but any big trips, you got to finish up that Eagle project. What's next for you, buddy?
5: So I'm planning on eagling out of our troop, and I'm also, but I'm also planning on sticking around. Uh, you know, I plan on being the assistant, assistant junior scoutmaster. Yeah, um, I plan on mm-hmm. helping my dad out on everything that he's done. Uh, I I want to see how what what our troop goes to, even when I leave. I mean. I always want to help out. I mean, I've been here since the start of it or rebuilding of it.
2: Very cool. And uh, I do want to uh, and ask and shout out about your mom. She is getting her Silver Beaver Award. Is there anything that you would like to say to your mom on the podcast?
5: I, I think it's awesome. She's put so much work into scouts and it's it it, it it's awesome how long she's stuck around in scouts. You know, it can be exhausting dealing with little kids for over the top of her <laughs> life and she's already had two and she wants to just deal with hundreds more which i think is awesome and i think what she does for the council and just all her help I, I think it really she's done a lot for the council and i'm really grateful for that
2: awesome well evan we're looking forward to seeing more adventures from you and from troop uh 137 out of east brainerd in the next few months and years buddy
5: Yeah, thank thank you for
0: having me on. For more scouting spotlights or to get your son or daughter involved in scouting, go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now back with the final word, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle.
1: As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I'm Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. Gentlemen, we are about to come to a close. Great conversation with the Mayor Kelly learned a lot of
3: things that I didn't know. Absolutely. Yeah, i so grateful for his service to our community. And, you know, it's really great to have a champion. Uh, you know, he's a champion of a lot of causes, but most of all, bringing the community together. I uh, appreciate his support of scouting, you know, over the last few years, both him and Mayor Womp have been strong advocates for scouting. And so thank you to both of them, but especially to Mayor Kelly for coming on the show today.
2: And we're actually going to see him in just a few days, uh, December 7th, yeah, at the Gathering of the Eagles. Absolutely,
3: December the 7th. This this uh, podcast, I guess, will air around the time of that event, but looking mm-hmm. forward to the Gathering of Eagles. We've got almost 200 people uh, rsvp now, and there's a couple of weeks out, so we may even have a few more than that. So it's going to be a, a full house. Anyone out there listening invited? Absolutely. Everybody is. Uh, I don't know if they'll hear this uh, before that event is held, um, but if you do, please come. Cherokee <laughs> Area VSA. Uh, you can just Google uh, Cherokee Area Council Gathering of Eagles, and it'll pop up the link, or you can go to our website and click on the calendar and go to December 7th, and you'll find a link to register there. And uh, as always, if you're one of the Eagle Scouts that has earned your Eagle Scout this year in 2023, you get a ticket for free, and you get a free guest ticket as well, and it's a really nice uh, dinner at uh, the Weston. Kyle, is it true? I heard Jared was picking up the tab. Is that uh, true? No. That's not true. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a, a generous pool of uh, sponsors and donors who help provide that, and uh, the Weston gives it to us at a, a great uh, a rate to especially help these new Eagle
2: Scouts. And that's so a thank you. super cool event uh in fact got some new silver beavers that's going to be honored that night as well absolutely the eagles so yep.
3: and a national outstanding eagle scout award for a community eagle scout oh you haven't told me who that is mm-hmm. yet well i guess you'll just have to come on December
1: the
2: seventh. <laughs> i should but, probably buy my tickets <laughs>
1: but
3: for anyone that wants to attend uh there is an admission cost and what is that I mean, if you're not an award winner and you're not an uh, Eagle Scout from this year and you're not an Eagle Scout parent from this year, those, those people all get free tickets. So we have a lot of free tickets. If you're just a normal person, you want to come. It's only $45. So basically just covers the the dinner. These hotel dinners are, are real expensive now. Yeah. So um, we hope you'll come and, and participate and join.
1: All right. Sounds good. Anything else? Uh on the Boy Scout calendar,
3: we should uh, share before we go. Well, I, you know we're coming up on one of my favorite podcast seasons. Oh, that's right, and that it is it is time. It's time for the, the Scouties.
5: Scouties.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> sean is
3: like sean is like i hate this
2: time <laughs> when is that gonna be
3: it's gonna be our next podcast recording yeah, so
2: early january is when that one will come out but yep. yeah hmm. and this is one of the only ways that you can get that limited edition scout on chattanooga council shoulder pad that's right that's absolutely right so, so remember how, some,
1: how can someone get one of those
2: well we make up award categories every year
3: Oh, so <laughs> the award winner. The so award, you really don't know. So the award winners get a patch. Well, yeah. I think we we do have a few awards we'll probably give it out again this year. Probably best uh podcast interview mm-hmm. um is is one that we 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 gave. Out. I think Bob Colkeen won it last year. Scouting mentor of Scouting the year. Scouting mentor of the year. Yeah.
2: All right. I um, think Dan Cassegrand won that last year. So
3: I think so. So mm-hmm. there's
2: there's several that
3: will but we'll probably come up with some new ones. Yeah. Cool. It might be Person who submitted the best compliment to Sean Whitfield Award. You
2: better. Be, neither neither of us
1: would win that. We <laughs> haven't gotten any of those. Names, hey, but. you guys. You guys better order
2: some extra patches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> order some patches. All right, guys.
2: Uh, any final words? Uh, enjoy this holiday season with family and friends, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Because Christmas will
1: and Happy uh, Holidays be coming up before the
3: next podcast. Wow, that's crazy. So it's going by quickly. That's crazy, isn't it? Jared, any final words? Well, I'm just, as we are in this season of thanks, I certainly don't want this pod to go by without me remembering to thank all of our scouting leaders and parents. Uh, We're an organization that only survives based on their volunteerism and the hard work that they do, and we're just so incredibly thankful for that and thankful to your staff. I'm I'm thankful to everyone involved in scouting. Absolutely, yeah. But, staff, but especially board members like you, Sean. Lee Highway. The Lee Highway staff.
5: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of uh, Scout on Chattanooga. Go to the Scout on Chattanooga Facebook page for any suggestions or comments about today's podcast. Click on the subscribe button. It's your favorite podcast platform for all future podcasts. For Jared Pickens, Come Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield. And thank you for listening.
0: This has been another episode of Scout on Chattanooga, presented by the Cherokee Area Council BSA. To learn more about scouting in the Tennessee Valley, join a unit, or donate and become a friend of scouting, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.org. And be sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And use the hashtag TNGA Scouts to stay up to date with the youth leaders in our area.